Hello and welcome. I am Kim Keen, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share my journey of my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career and adjusting to stay-at-home mom life in order to help other women with their motherhood journey or their work-life balance journey so they can let go, make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing. So if you are a regular listener of One of a Kind You, I am so glad that you decided to join me again this week. If you are a new listener, welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so excited that you decided to stop by and take a listen. So for all my new listeners out there, the way this podcast works is that I read a journal entry of mine from five years ago, and I reflect on what I know now as a certified life coach and what I wish I had known then. And so this journal entry is from March 3rd, 2016. And I write, things are still the same. I'm holding it together and I'm feeling okay. I feel like I could be more engaged and present with the girls at times. It's a work in progress, which I know. I'm really trying hard to keep it together and be grateful for what I have and truly accept where I am. The meditations and journey to the heart have really been what I needed each day. She's written about finding healing within yourself, valuing your past, and treasuring your experiences. I don't do any of these things. I wasn't taught how to do that for myself. When I think about healing, I look to self-help books, hoping someone will be able to tell me how to do it. I really need to figure it out on my own because only I know what I truly need. I'm excited to embark on this journey of holistic healing with Nancy and Joey because it will help me to look within myself. I also never thought to value my past. When I think about my past, I think of wasted years with Marcus, unhappiness, loneliness, sadness. To me, this type of past isn't good. It isn't filled with memories of me being free to be who I am and explore the world. It's been suppressive and suffocating. If I really try to value all of these things, I can see how they were helpful maybe then, not helpful, maybe not then, but now. I can see how I can use them to develop who I want to be and to help me accomplish my goals. This outlook is good because it is helping me to focus on the positive rather than the negative. I don't treasure my experiences either. It goes back to the same feelings I have about treasuring my past. I do restrain myself in almost all facets of life. I'm also very guarded because I've dealt with so much pain and heartache in the past. Melody Beattie says to let yourself have all of your experiences because they are all important. She also says having experiences is living, sharing them is loving, and to enjoy both. I don't allow myself to have a lot of experiences because of my past. I've always been made to feel guilty or ashamed. I'm going to start creating experiences for myself. I'm going to share them. I want to live and love while I'm while I have the chance so in 50 years I'm not filled with more regrets so this episode um, is super relevant now for me um, five years later because this Saturday I lost my cousin who was 42 and um, she struggled with trauma and pain from her childhood and trauma and pain from childhood, teen years, and into adulthood. And um, we're not quite sure what the cause of her death is at this point. So she's going for an autopsy. Well, at this point, she passed away on Saturday. So she's probably the autopsy has been completed and they're just awaiting the results. But I read this and um, a journal entry and it's such a reminder to value what we have and to appreciate what we have and to look for the good in things. And this isn't the toxic positivity that sometimes is out there like, oh, can't you just think of one good thing to be happy about? It's not that kind of positivity and it's more deep. And I had touched on this last week when I had shared about um, 
my cousin. It's actually her sister who passed away. So my cousin that I mentioned in um, my podcast last week is my age. And this the cousin that passed away is her older sister. And um, it just it's a reminder that the experiences that we have in life can either make us or break us and not and it's hard to not let them break us at times and I can remember feeling this way um, before I realized about codependency and childhood emotional neglect and um, anxiety and all of those things there were experiences in the past that had felt like they were just going to be crushing to me. So there were experiences when I was in the classroom and teaching kindergarten where it just felt like the weight of the world was crushing down around me um, because of the politics that I was dealing with within the school. I was dealing with parents who were not understanding of the curriculum and the direction the school was going and also with understanding um, that their child's behavior was a problem. And so um, in, those, in that moment, dealing with those things, it felt like there was no end in sight. It felt like there was no light at the end of the tunnel. And now I can look back and I can say thank you for those experiences in my teaching career because they're part of what propelled me to leave teaching, which was the hardest thing for me to do because I thought that I was going to be a teacher forever until I was, you know, 90 and, and forced to retire um, because I was so old. And now I look back on it and I think, thank you for the opportunity to have those experiences as a teacher because I was fortunate enough to be able to leave my teaching career and teach others in a way that's more aligned with who I am. So now I get to run Girl Talk, which is an, uh, an empowerment program that I created for girls in grades one through three and four to six with the um, plans to branch that program out to grades um, seven through 12. And so in having college age mentors be proficient in the Girl Talk program so that they can help with the mission of empowering young girls. So if I didn't have those experiences as a public school teacher, I wouldn't be in a position to empower more students and more girls with my education and uh, with my program. And so, and also with the goal of creating a program for boys and LGBTQ youth, because they all youth, uh, regardless of age, demographic, um, gender identity, all of those things need to have the tools to be resilient and to learn how to overcome the obstacles so that they don't become consumed with them and not be able to move forward. And so two, looking back on the past experiences, you know, really valuing my past relationships with the guys that I dated before I met my husband. Unfortunately, my relationship with Marcus was horrific. I mean, it's not a relationship that I would ever wish for anyone to be in, man, woman, no one, no individual should be in a relationship that I was in with Marcus because of the abuse and the way that he treated me. But what I can say is looking at the positive from that is that now I value the relationship I have with my husband because I can see all of the good in him where I don't know if I would have been so appreciative had I not had that relationship with Marcus and the other guys that I dated between Marcus and my husband. And 
at the time when I wrote this journal article, yes, my past felt so suppressive and so suffocating because I really was so focused on the negativity and all the pain and all the suffering that I had experienced in my life rather than looking at, oh my gosh, where, look at where I am now. Look at where I was. Um, even from 2003, when I left Marcus to 2016, it didn't really feel like I had really grown or a lot had happened positively in my life, but it did. I went from being with someone who had just gotten out of jail, who couldn't hold a steady job, who had relapsed in their drug addiction, who was stealing from people again and breaking into homes. That was after I left him, the breaking and entering. Um, to being in a relationship with someone who can hold a job, who has a steady job, who has a college education. But not only that, I went from not being in college, not going to college right after high school, um, to enrolling myself in college and graduating with two bachelors and a master's and between 2003 and 2016. So although I felt like I was really struggling and I was just this miserable person, I really had accomplished things and I just couldn't see them because I had the wrong perspective. I wasn't focused on the growth that I had attained. I was focused on being stuck. But if I had shifted that perspective, if I had taken this taken a pause and said, wait a second, whoa, 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 whoa. That, all that stuff happened in the past and it got me to where I am. Let's focus on what I have now and where I'm going. And, and I feel like that would have been more helpful. But like I've said before, I couldn't get to that point because I didn't understand the root cause of the problem. I didn't understand the root cause of the problem with feeling, um, really hopeless and defeated. And that was because of the message that I had received from others in regards to my self-worth and um, how others had been treated, how I had been treated by others in regards to um, not acknowledging and respecting my boundaries, um, names and hurtful things that had been said. And so, which impacted my self-esteem. And so, the negativity then also affected me as a mom because when I was focused on all of these things that had happened in my life, I couldn't see that I was actually being instrumental in breaking that cycle so that my girls didn't grow up to have the experiences that I had. They didn't grow up to have the experiences that my cousin had so that in hopes They'll not follow the same path and they'll be able to say, you know what, I had this obstacle, but I know how to overcome it. I know how to create an empowered pattern and I know how to create um, a belief that's serving for me rather than focusing on something that's unserving. So that was huge though and I couldn't see that even, that all of my past experiences were really helpful to me as a parent. I used them to convince myself I was a bad mom because I wasn't as present or um, engaged as I had wanted to be. But I actually was more so than I thought. But again, it goes back to the skewed idea that I had in my mind about what does an engaged present parent look like? 
you know, I thought, oh my gosh, if I'm not talking to my kids 24-7 and I'm not down on the floor playing with them 24-7 and I'm not loving every single second of being a mom, then that means I'm not a good mom. That means I'm not doing my job the way that I'm supposed to. So these, you know, focusing on the negativity and all of the bad, painful past experiences that I had had in my life, focusing on them really kept me stuck and unaware of actually how good of a mom I was and all the things that I was doing for my kids. Even if I couldn't see it on a daily basis, um, I, I was doing something and I just, if I had seen that, I think I would have been able to treasure the experience in the moments of when they were younger more so. And now I look back at old videos and pictures and I think, ah, you know, because I was so focused on all the bad, I really did miss out on some of those moments. And, you know, I can't take those moments back that I missed. However, I know now moving forward that I am present. I am engaged with my kids. It doesn't mean that I have to be on 24 seven being present, engaged can look different in so many ways, literally on a day-to-day basis, being present and engaged changes. And it's more about flexibility and fluidity than this regimented thought process that I had in the past. And so just being able to really focus on treasuring the experiences in the moment, the good and the bad, really can help with changing the perspective and, and helping to feel more empowered because it gives you that glimmer of hope. It gives you the insight that says, Hey, you really are a good mom. You really are doing the best that you can for yourself and your kids and for your spouse and for your community and for anyone that you interact with. But the other thing too, is to actually let yourself have the experiences and don't hold back for feeling like, oh my gosh, because I wasn't as patient today as I wanted to be, or because I, you know, yelled instead of talking, or whatever the case may be is, don't ever let the negativity of the past prevent you from really, like, living life to the fullest, and letting yourself have all the experiences. So that was the other piece too that I struggled with is that I couldn't allow myself to feel the joy and the happiness and the excitement and all the good feelings really like really feel them. But I also didn't want to feel the bad things either. So I did whatever I could to stifle the bad, especially the bad, but I stifled it. I tried to control it and mitigate it and and manipulate it into a way where it wasn't going to hurt as bad. But then I also held back with the good too. And so um, I think it's so kind of corny, but sometimes I have to look to my dogs to, to remember how to be in the pre- present moment and feel the joy. Um, just today, I had to take Casey to go pick up school uniforms that had been embroidered at the local embroidery shop. And our one dog, Winnie, is terrified of riding in the car. So she is happy to go down to her crate for a treat. Franklin, on the other hand, he loves the car ride. So he he does not want to go down to the crate. And so he was kind of standing by the back door, like side-eyeing me as I was starting to go down the steps with with Winnie to take her down to her crate. And so as soon as I said, Franklin, you want to go for a ride? 
he just burst out of his skin with excitement. He was running all over the house. He was going to the back door. Then he was coming to the basement steps and then to the back door again and then over to the garage door. I mean, he was so excited. And when I opened the door to let him into the garage so I could get him into the car, he ran out of the door so fast out of the garage, circled at the top of the driveway and came back to the car and then couldn't decide if he wanted to ride in the back because I have a CRV or if he wanted to sit in the back seat with Casey. He was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And so he just, it makes me smile because he lives so in the moment. I mean, so does Winnie. She's like, wait a second. I know that if I go to this crate, I get this most delicious treat. And that for her is positive where Franklin's like, screw the treat. I don't want that. Put me in the car and take me with you because I'm part of the group and I need to experience this car ride. And so the whole time he rides in the car, he smiles. He has the biggest, corniest grin on his face. And he's just loving it. So there are times when still now I get stuck in the moment of negativity when it feels like things aren't quite right or um, like they could be going better or, you know, just life happens. And so to see them, it's like, oh, yes, Kim, just let life happen. Experience the good, but experience the bad, too. And don't stifle any of the experiences because they're all valid. They all are important and they all are meaningful. And so the good helps you to feel like, yes, life is great and I can keep moving forward, but the bad or the negative or the not serving or the not so great is the reminder of, hey, there's a lesson in this and let's learn the lesson and then use it the next time it happens. So that way we don't have to stay as long in the negativity. We don't have to go as deep into the negativity spiral and we don't have to do it as often. And so... So all experiences are amazing and, um, and just allow yourself to have them. And I still, you know, live by the motto of like, I want to live in love while I have the chance because I don't want to be 60, 70, 80 years old and have any speck of regrets. I know there are regrets and that's life, but if I can show up fully in all ways, so I don't have as many regrets. That's the approach that I try to take day in and day out. And so I hope that you found today's episode helpful. And if you did, please feel free to share it with a friend. Also, I'd love for you to leave a review. I'd love for you to, to hang out with me on social media. Um, follow me. If you have questions or you need advice or, or whatever, um, don't hesitate to reach out. I love getting messages and emails from my listeners and I just love connecting with other women. So thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you'll join me next week.